Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's What's up? up? (laughs) David. Penn. I am still reeling (sighs) from the excitement at Complete Inbox. What a fun live event. Oh my gosh. So many people there. We had signs. We had rocks. Right. Thankfully not thrown at us. Right. Right. <laughs> there was, it was touch and go for a minute there. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story about The Rock. Yeah. Came from Shady Lady. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. The Rock came from right. Shady Lady. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> it's the same one from the, from the pet. Oh. The pet store. Interesting. So and we got ferret dust on it and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you have any allergies, rub it all over you. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Apparently, tried to get it displayed at Complete and Bucks. And the guy was like, oh, cool, thanks, and put it behind the counter. Not Spencer, some other guy. Yeah. And she's like, no, you should put that out for people to see. And he was like, nah, it's just for me. And then so Tony Baloney saw she was disappointed. Yeah. T. Yeah. Loney goes over and he's like, can I have that? The guy's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> And got it back. <laughs> so hats off to T. Loney. It is a riot. <laughs> T. Loney showed up with a piece of scrap wood that he obviously picked up, you know, on the beach. Right. It drifted in from the Pacific, not yeah. the Atlantic, the from Pacific. Yeah. yeah. From an old pirate ship or something. <laughs> it looked like it broke off of a ship that was handmade. Yeah. Somebody had built it. <laughs> Whittled it down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then he, he cut it down and stapled... Uh, Listen uh, to the Pennsylvania Pocket yeah. post-it note. Yeah. Oh, my God. To it. Brilliant. A, I drove the whole way home from the show with that sign hanging out my window. <laughs> hitting hitting uh, <laughs> mailboxes. mailboxes with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> I see you not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that, was, that was so fun. We had uh, we, the big thing. Mm. The biggest thing mm. happened right at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. That so was if exciting. you didn't listen to the show. There's t-shirts. Yeah. But you got to write in to order. Yeah. I have the list. I have okay. I have not connected yet. I have not touched base with the people who previously wrote in. And I will go through and make sure that I connect with everybody. Right. We'll double right in just in case. Well, I was just going to say yeah. if you're if you're if you don't remember whether or not you wrote in and you want a t-shirt, write in again. Podcast at pensama.com. Yeah. yeah. Some people were like Oh, I want one. And at the end of the week, I was like, I didn't see an email from you, so I guess you didn't want it that bad. So oh, I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they nice. sent to our old email address. Oh, that's probably the new right. one. Podcast at right. 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 Yep. Yeah. We did have a funny interaction. You met Coldplay for the first I time. I did, which was great. Right. What a guy. The, we, we, he, he, why do you call him Coldplay? Because his, his name is the same as the lead singer's name. Okay. Coldplay. I think he should be named the reluctant listener. (laughs) (laughs) He only had listened to one episode. He listened to one episode. he stayed through the whole thing. And he stayed for the whole live show. Yeah. But boy, did he have fun showing off his t-shirt to the diehards such as Chris Hall Production and T-Loney who didn't stay for the whole show. (laughs) He's like, look what I got. (laughs) What's up? Yeah. So they were crying hard. Right. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. Typical Tuesday for those guys. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing with my life? (laughs) So anyway, if you missed the show, go listen to it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully we'll do another live show soon. I mean, we definitely have one in November, right? Cause yes, of the, yes, the yes. And I actually Red have I Festival. have details for that. That oh, will snap. be that will be held. Um, just dragging my feet while I look up the details, but yeah. that that will be held on Saturday, the first Saturday in November. Whoa! Uh, which I believe is Saturday, um, November fourth. It's not the first Tuesday after the first Monday, which is when you vote. Right. Right. So this, we are talking about Saturday at 2 p.m. What? Saturday, November 4th. 1400. 
at 0400, the Penn Cinema Live, the Penn Cinema Podcast records live at Zotropolis. Which, by the way, whoa, one of our favorite places. You know this, yeah, and I know this. But in case there's a listener that doesn't, yeah, Zotropolis is the coolest place. Oh, so cool. Oh my god, and come hungry. Like having uh, like what I would do is get my lunch there. Because they perfect. their grub is so to die for. So good. Yep. Really, yeah. really good. So yeah, so what so we'll, that's coming up. That's a, before you know it. Yeah, it's in like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Saturday, November fourth at two PM. Mm. That's at, gonna be at Zoe. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. And the film festival will be going on at the same time, right? Yeah, so that's Red Rose Film Festival weekend, and there's going to be a bunch of breakout panels. There's going to be a panel on the business of movie exhibition. There's going to be a panel on the business of movie making. Mm. Two different topics, right? Right. Um, there's going to be a business. There's going to be a, a a guy from Los Angeles who I can't. I'm Just not, a guy from Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm not prepared for follow up <laughs> questions, but apparently he's pretty well informed and he's going to be hosting he's definitely from los angeles he's definitely he, from la 100 that much we know that's why you should show right and he identifies as male yeah okay so we have those two, those things, two things locked yeah. down boom and he is going to speak about the strike oh a little perfect. insight on the strike and then we got the podcast um i, love and I feel like there's one other oh education mm. like film school and then there's the, the panel of business in business in a business. Yeah. In a business of business. <laughs> a business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be, and that's not even to mention the 125 movies that oh we have gosh. already gotten submitted. Uh, we, we're not going to, obviously there's not time to play all of them, but we will select them. And um, there's going to be a big gala party Saturday night. So Whoa. yeah, just for the cool kids. Yeah. You know, but. Cool, cool kids. Yeah. And is there a special place where you can sit down with like a, Device that holds your eyes open and just plays all 125 right, movies right, straight. Right. <laughs> straps you in. Well, those of us that are on the board have been comparing notes about, like, have you started watching the movies yet? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, have you? <laughs> <laughs> we only have three months. Right. Is that right, enough time? Right. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it's going to be great. I have, I can tell you complete sincerity. The energy level for this year's Red Rose Film Festival is off the charts. Nice. Like 2019 was our first time we did it. And I know I discussed this last week, but just a real quick review. 2019 was amazing. 2020 didn't happen. 21 was virtual. 22 was weird. Now we're at 2023. It's going to be the bomb. Got a lot of great sponsors, great venues, great people involved. Watch out. Yeah. So Cool. Sweet deal. Let's move on to news because, boy, are we busting at the seams. Bursting. 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 Okay. Not busting. Well, you're busting. I'm bursting. Okay. Yeah. Busting and bursting, bursting and busting. That's it. The Busting and Bursting Podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would here. be a great name for a show. <laughs> I love it. Well, truth be told, of course, strike continues, so there's not a whole lot going on, but there's a couple things. Mm. Barely movie news. This guy mm. that I'm about to mention. Genius. Genius. But he strikes me. As a guy who made a deal with a genie, and he said, I want to be famous for my music in film and performance art. Mm -hmm. And the genie's like, sure thing. But the caveat was he can never stop working. Mm. And he's always making new things, good or bad. Right. That's Lin-Manuel Miranda consistently shooting out. This guy sweats new music. It's insane. This but, is unbelievable. So he said to adapt the Warriors into a musical stage play. How long till it hits the Fulton? <laughs> Have you, do you know what the Warriors is? Because I do not. Yeah, sure you do. I do? It's an 80s movie with the guy with the baseball bat with all the makeup. No. Warriors I'm 100% blank. I'm completely blank on that. Go ahead and Google it. Okay. Right now, because you're going to recognize it's an 80s movie, and you're Captain 80s movies. <laughs> I am Captain 80s movies. Yeah, you're like, I love all the 80s movies. They're so <laughs> great. They were amazing. All the way up until 90-whatever when the girls are born. I hate to burst your bubble here, but The Warriors is rated R yeah. and came out in 1979. So, see? I was eight. Pretty much. Exactly what you said. Yeah. I do not recognize any of the posters. Really? Or, 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 or the like baseball artwork. bat, little gangs. Nope, not People a one. People love it, and I don't. 
It's one of those movies in that in that bracket of like era of film that I just don't care for. Well, Lin Manuel is a smidge younger than me. I'm sorry, older. How old is he? One might even say he's ageless. Well, yeah. Well, what I was going to get at was maybe he's if if he's older than me, you know, maybe he, maybe that show like would have meant more to him. You know what I mean? Like, like anyway, obviously it does. Uh, Lin Manuel is in fact ten years younger than me. <laughs> so he's, he's definitely older than you. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, ten years younger. He's definitely older. You know what it is? You know what it is? When that movie came out, I was just a little bit too young for it, and then it never hit my radar, mm. and I never saw it. He wasn't even alive when the movie came out, right. so at some point he came across it. it. It's a, it's kind of like classic. when you love a, exactly, you know, a cult classic that came out before your time, and then you discover it. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So anyway, he's he's adapting everybody's favorite 1979 film, The Warriors, into a musical stage play. Cannot wait to pretend I don't know what this is. Honestly? Yeah. I can't wait. Maybe watch the movie. Have you ever watched it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I told you. It's, not in, the, it's in the bracket of 80s films that people love that I don't. Yeah, that you don't get. But I, I read, when I read the article about Lin-Manuel, I saw it compared to West Side Story. Same style of film time, like long, drawn out. <laughs> All right. In other news, I'm just saying it's not it's not the it's not on the same level. Barbie is crossing the billion dollar mark this week. Of course it is. It's only been out. This is what its third weekend, third week. I think. It's insane. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So a couple interesting milestones. This makes Greta Gerwig the first female director to cross billion dollars. Really? Apparently, there have been, according to what I read. There have been other female directors associated with films, but she's the first like standalone, I'm the director, period, wow. billion dollars. One might even say that she's a Barbie girl. She sure is. Barbie world. So the other thing, what's news, I mean, the billion dollars sort of everybody knew. Life in plastic. Right. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to sing the whole song? Recite the whole song. Keep I going. I, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say. I'll give you twenty bucks if you remember one more line. I can't go any further. I can't. I can't. Oh my gosh! I wish I could. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you remember one more line. But what's interesting about this is, I think we've said all along how much we respect the three critical players, Greta. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Right? Oh, we've sure. we've praised all three of them as being wicked smart. Wicked. Wicked smart. Yeah. My buddy's wicked smart. And I think as further evidence of their high intelligence, there is no plans currently for Barbie 2. Mm, yeah, I, I saw that somewhere that they that they were like, yeah, we don't have any thing in the bucket of course they want to make i predict that they will 100 percent make a barbie too and, I, and how much you want to bet that none of the three people we just mentioned have anything to do with it no no no. i disagree i think the three of them will make a barbie too i think it will be a long time coming because i think you know there's got to be the right story there's got to be the right message there's got to be did you see the other headline that um weird barbie is getting her own her own figure yeah yeah i want that yeah, that's, that's what that's I want for Christmas want. is Weird Barbie. Yeah. I think Weird Barbie would fit in my office perfect. Perfectly. Yes. You know, I I was surprised to find out how many, like, the, you know, I mean, you, you see the wheelchair Barbie front and center during the dance moves. Right. But there's, like, uh, this there's this girl on TikTok who does stuff with her mechanical arm, and apparently they hired her out to be, she wasn't allowed to talk about it, but she's in the movie. Huh? Like, in a bunch of scenes, it's okay. her. and. She has like a gold arm, and it's her always her gold arm. It wasn't painted for the movie. Interesting. But then during the dance scene, she's like, "I'm more comfortable without it." So there's like a one-armed girl dancing in the, huh? Because they wanted her to be as so natural as possible. Have you seen Barbie a second time? I did not. I, I mean, I've said right out of the gate that I wanted to see Oppenheimer a second time. Yeah. The more I hear about and talk about and think about Barbie, the more I want to see it again. Mm. It'd be worth another view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Emily Blunt. Speaking of sequels. Yeah. She is super ready to do Edge of Tomorrow 2. 
Edge of Tomorrow is the really great movie yeah. that we both loved, starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, where he they each have to kind of redo their day to try to save the world. Yeah, she Eric. doesn't, but he does. Oh, that's right. right, yeah. right, right she right. used to. Right. Yeah. And then she lost. That's right. She lost, she lost it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really good. And it's at some places, I think originally it was called Live, Die, Repeat. Mm. And then they changed the name to Edge of Tomorrow. I like that better. I think that it has another name on DVD or something. Interesting. It's really good. Yeah. But apparently Tom Cruise is the only thing holding it up. So there's a script. Yeah. And Emily Blunt loves the script. Mm -hmm. And she's basically saying like, hey, he's a busy guy. As soon as he's ready to set his sights on Edge of Tomorrow 2, yeah. let's go. She also came out and said that uh, Quiet Place 3 with Killian Murphy, I think, mm. is going to be the, the other person in it. Is it's going to take a lot to get it to happen? I guess. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting. You start to look at some of these people, and it is kind of fascinating, especially like Tom Cruise. Like, but even like Cillian Murphy or Emily, like, there's so much, there's so many great ideas out there. Like, Why do the same thing again? Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the interesting idea that I was excited to read about is what's the name of the director? I'm not trying to quiz you, but the director of Mission Impossible. Oh, I forget. Yeah. yeah. That guy and Tom Cruise said in an interview, when they're done with part two of Mission Impossible, they're going to make an R-rated, like, gritty action movie. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm I'm on board for that. Yeah. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. What, do you, what talk are you talking right about? Now. Why do you poo-poo everything? No, no, I'm not poo-pooing acting. I'm just saying, like, right now, we've got a lot of just fluff. Yeah. A lot of talk. Because nothing's really... It's all circum like circumstantial, you know, as to what happens next and what, yeah. you know. Because nobody's filming. Right. Nobody except for Kevin Smith. Oh. Kevin Smith. NA24. NA24, but most recently announced, because, mm -hmm. you know, David, we only, come on, we only do fresh news here. Yeah, the freshest. The freshest. The fresh news. What's, is that a Tupperware container? Yes. Throw it out. Yeah. Don't even clean it. No time for that. Yeah. No. We're not no. even getting there. Yeah. So Kevin Smith got a SAG waiver to begin filming. How do you feel about this? Well, it all it's the same thing with A24, as long as they're agreeing to the SAG terms. To quote my friend Andrew, this feels icky. Why? I don't like it. And I, I read another actor somewhere who felt the same way. Um, it doesn't feel right that... The entire industry, people are hurting. You know what I mean? Like there are actors and crew members and people in general who are really suffering because of this strike. And what, you're going to go make movies? You know what I mean? Like, like okay, I get it. I get why you got a waiver, and that's cool. But it doesn't feel like, what, do you have solidarity now with all these people who are suffering? Like, no, you don't have solidarity because you're making money. You know what I mean? Like, why are you so privileged and special that, you know, like, like they should instead, because, so for example, if he did not start filming, all of his financial backers would be losing money, right? would be hurting, and would be adding pressure, collective pressure, to resolve the strike. Well, I guess here's the thing to me. And all the people who are making money getting paid to work on the film would not be getting paid to work on the film, therefore collectively adding pressure from that side. So from both sides of the strike, you're missing an opportunity to, you're, you're relieving pressure. I think, well then why aren't you upset with A24? I am. See, I think, I disagree. Okay. I think it's about the people who agree to the terms should be able to continue doing with continue moving forward and pr get a larger chunk of the, we, we always talk about how there's only so much money right. to be made in, in this type of business. It's not like normal retail or something where you can create an audience. Only so many people are going to go see movies okay. in an area. Uh, okay. Sort of. Yeah. Let's go with that. Example. Okay. Right. There's only, only so much pie. Right. Right. And it gets divvied up. Right. So, these other people are going to get more chunks of the pie. Yeah. And, but so he, here's my thing. It, if they're agreeing to, to, unless there was a big thing and SAG was like, we're not moving forward until everyone right. agrees, that'd be one thing. But if their, their current thing says you're not allowed to work with struck companies. So if a company's not allowed to not struck, 
then that means that they're agreeing to the terms. Yeah. The people people working with them is getting what they, they, they want. And my thing with Kevin Smith, though, A24 is a production company. It is one of the, it, you know, it's it's abiding by all these things. Kevin Smith is a guy. Like, it didn't say Kevin Smith's, like, he, he's making this movie, but, like, what company is it going through? Yeah. Like, is he going to pitch it to one of them? Or, right. Like, that's the, if he's making a movie to potentially then get distributed by Universal later after the strike is over, that's one thing that I think I have a problem with. But, like, A24, it's going to distribute their own movie and do it their own way. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with that. And the other, the other thing you could say that would counter my argument, like, basically just contradicting myself here, yeah. is that by people getting waivers to continue to work, you could say that that creates pressure on the big boys because like, oh, okay, well, you're you're losing hundreds of millions of dollars, but you don't have to be. Look over here. These guys are making money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they could be making money and they're choosing not to. Yeah. This strike is stressing me out. Yeah? Stressing me out. Well, just wait till it really hits <laughs> in a couple months here. Yeah, that's anyway, what I'm saying. That's all the news fit to print. Here we go. My goodness. It was great that everyone got to see my dance this week. Yeah. It was it was surprising how many people did it with you. Right. They knew it right. instinctively. Yeah, the crowd. See, it's such a natural thing. Yeah. And so it's great because I've now added that to my list of skills. On your resume? Yeah, dancing. Yeah. You know. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I noticed here in 2023 you started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. We did get new trailers this week. Um <laughs> Did you watch these? I watched all four of them. Okay. Thoroughly. Like I legitimately like mm. sat there, even the one that was awful to watch. Yeah. I watched all four of them and I was surprised. There was two of them that I thought were going to be throwaway movies that I was really into. Yeah. So why don't you start us off? We're going to start off with A24's first musical, Dicks the Musical. I don't know where I stand on this one. This is my trailer of the week. Yeah? And you have to appreciate a couple things about this. First of all, on its own, I thought it looked funny. It's my trailer. Out of the four of them, it's my trailer of the week, too. It it looked funny. It was amusing. The cast is obviously amazing. The music appears to be really solid. I love the... um, It's based on Parent Trap. Oh, yeah. It's basically the Parent Trap. It's basically a modern day, totally different take on the whole thing, but it's the Parent Trap. Mm -hmm. And... It doesn't say that anywhere in the trailer. It becomes very clear. But then it becomes very clear. But then there's some hilarious, like, twists and turns. They're trying to get the parents together. Nathan Lane's like, oh, I'm as gay as they come. Yeah, (laughs) I'm as gay as the $3 bill. Yeah. (laughs) I I just thought it was, um, I thought it was cute. I I actually am looking forward to seeing this. It was bugging me. I didn't have time to look up, but um, the two main characters, who I believe are each named Dick, is that sort of the... I don't know. I yeah. can't remember. Um, the one guy looks really familiar to me, and I can't place where we know him from. But mm. it's kind of a cat. Nathan Lane's in it. Um, Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally, right, yeah. is in it. Um, so there was a few recognizable names, but mostly it was like people... The cast looked amazing, but it's not like a... Um, it's not like one of those movies where there's a million cameos. Right. You know, right. You, you, most of the cast you didn't hear of. Megan The Stallion's got a big role in it. Wes Anderson, that's who I was. It's it's not a Wes Anderson movie. You know, it's... What is? Right. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that was deep. So this next one, Saw X, mm-hmm. which makes you believe that this is the 10th movie in the series. Can I confirm that? I Can you? No. No. It might be impossible to confirm. <laughs> Quite honestly. Right. (laughs) Impossible questions. Yeah. Right. What I love is that Paul Patrol, I think, comes out the same weekend. Yeah. And so because of the Barbenheimer, they're now calling it Saw Patrol. (laughs) You're supposed to double feature both. Right. Can you imagine if people caught on to that (laughs) and, like, went and saw both movies? Yes, I can imagine. 
<laughs> after what we've been through the last three weeks, I can easily imagine this. The t-shirts, the bumper stickers, the, yeah. Let's take a moment. Mm, shall we? I saw the Saw Patrol, the Saw Patrol, I saw the Paul Patron trailer mm. and hurt my brain. Because it turned, they turn into superheroes? What I don't understand is they turn into superheroes with super speed, mm, flight, and all cool. these things. And and additional, they each have different superpowers. Right, right. Yet they also all need super vehicles mm-hmm. that also yeah. do things. Why can't they have super vehicles? Wonder Woman gets an invisible jet. Touche, my friend. I was going to respond to your concern. Yeah. With three words. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Mm. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, Mr. Trekkie, why are you asking so many questions? Like, these are are animals. I come to Paw Patrol for answers (laughs) and guidance. Right. And I'm not getting it. Right. Okay, so in anticipation of Saw Patrol... Did you appreciate, did you enjoy this trailer? Did you rewatch it a couple times to look for Easter eggs? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> squirmed through the whole thing and was like, man, this is something I'll never watch. Yes, that was my reaction yeah. too. There was no possible way. Yeah. I watched the first one is it ago. Is it possible that this looks worse? I don't mean in terms of quality of production. I mean in terms of like gore and pain and like this just looks awful yeah, i don't this is not for me no me neither no. the kill room oh man talk about a movie what's the production company behind this because i recognize them they were the same people who did that one with um it was so bad oh my god it was so bad with um morgan freeman and that girl that's supposed to be yeah. they keep trying to make her the it girl and she yeah. just isn't yeah it was like, and he like forced her to do all these jobs for him. Yeah. This looks bad, but it's got a billion names in it. What's the premise again? Uh, the the premise is, uh, we have. How do I want to say is Martin Freeman, but it's not Martin Freeman. <laughs> it's, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Is like a drug lord right. or drug smuggler or right. something, and he's like. We need to launder our money. So then he goes to Uma Thurman, and he's Who like, runs Uma runs a upscale art gallery. Yeah, and he's like, "Here's what we're gonna do: is people are gonna come and buy your art for a lot of money, and then you're gonna give us a big check and keep some of it, and it's all legit because nobody questions that art is worth millions of dollars." Right, but they don't. Samuel L. takes one of the guys from his little gang, right, and tells him like, "Paint some shit." Yeah, and the guy goes, "What do you mean?" He's like, just, I don't, just paint some. Yeah. You know, he literally, like, this guy has zero art background. Right. Zero creative instincts. It's not a bad story idea, but it looks horrible. I have a different take from you. Yeah. I think this looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. So the, uh, the premise is that the, the eventually the art becomes bigger. The art, which was created as a joke yeah. to be the front for a drug dealing money laundering operation becomes a big deal which makes too much attention on the money laundering right. part yeah which then when they try to scale it back makes it add that much more mysterious and that much more valuable right i think it looks great i didn't think it looked poorly done or or weak i'm not saying this is like gonna get Visually, oscars it looks horrible it looked fine here's what honestly here's what i thought yeah I could watch this movie at home i would look forward to watching this movie on tv i could watch it at home yeah I, I don't. I forget the production company, and I don't know if it's going to be mainstream. Like, like if it's, or I forget if it's going to get like a mainstream release or a wide release, or you know. And if it does, I'll give it a shot. But what I really was thinking to myself is, ooh, that's a really good premise, a really interesting storyline, and yeah, I'll definitely watch this movie. All right, all right. What about this last one here? Because this one I had to go seek out because I had multiple. Multiple people hit me up, both personally and through podcast resources, to tell me, are you going to ask me, are you going to review this movie? What Can you expand? What are podcast resources? What does that mean when you say um, that? I'm talking like podcast at pencinema.com, our official oh, email. Yeah. Or Facebook. Mm, okay. You know? So Penn Cinema Podcast Interest. 
Yes. I didn't know if you meant like the secret handshake of like podcasters united. I do not acknowledge or <laughs> <laughs> or confirm, confirm or deny or deny there is such a thing right. as the, the, the PU. Yeah, the PU. <laughs> Pronounced pew pew pew. <laughs> That was good. Yeah. See how I tied that together mm, right there? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I don't okay. know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. So anyway, through unnamed sources, you were pressured to, yeah. c- to comment on a film called Slaughterhouse. Right. Which is coming to theaters. Wait. Do you mean Slaughterhouse? No, 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 no. Imagine a slaughterhouse, but it, the slaughtering is being done by a sloth. A sloth. One of the slowest creatures <laughs> right. of mankind. <laughs> Um, and what are you saying about in theaters? It, it's magically somehow coming to theaters. At the end of the trailer, yeah. it says in big, bold, beautiful letters, in theaters, August 30th. Right. Which prompted me to say out loud to, to nobody else. I'm sitting in an in a office by myself watching yeah. this trailer. Yeah. And it flashes up at the end. It says in theaters, August 30th. To which I reply, really? <laughs> <laughs> Really? Really though? <laughs> oh, wow. Watch theaters. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to get this? I mean, clearly there's an audience. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. The, the, the way the movie looks or the fact they're releasing it at the end of summer with Halloween two months later. Yeah. Perfectly timed to have eight weeks of legs. You know, here's what I think. Yeah. This movie would be fun at an art house that like oh. that like really leans into like the ridiculousness of it. Mm. Like I'm sitting here trying to give it I'm trying to hold it up to the same standards as every other movie that we reviewed. Yeah. Which clearly it's intended to be tongue in cheek, it's intended to be campy and funny what? <laughs> and funny, you know. But here's my problem. And I'm I'm I I mean this sincerely. With all that being said, I appreciate that they're not trying to take themselves too seriously, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. With that being said, there was nothing funny no. in the trailer. It wasn't especially scary because you're talking about a sloth. Right. And it wasn't really funny because it just wasn't funny. Right. So, like, what are what are we doing? Right. Was it supposed to be hilarious when the sorority girl screams, Alpha! Like That's its name. Yeah, yeah. I know that's its name. I, I, I didn't think it was funny. Well, the funniest part of the movie was guy when the guy goes, "It's like it's a slaughterhouse." Yeah, he said the name. Yeah, no, I think the funniest part of the trailer was when they said, "In theaters, August 30th. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Ay ay ay. Yeah. Well, there you go, people. We talked about slaughterhouse from there the, like, you go. six of you that In talked to me about popular it. demand. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. What a. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, moving on. This week we didn't review Oppenheimer like it says in the notes because we did that last week. Oh, right. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> but we did, did. We did review it already. Did you see either of the two movies? I did. Okay. Did you see both of them? I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, okay. Mutants Mayhem. Right. Me too. Did you? I did. Oh, yes. I, I know you did because you just commented on the Paw Patrol trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What did you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? Yes. Uh, I loved this movie. This movie was really good, yeah. This movie is going to be on my list of top 10 movies of 2023. Wow, I'm surprised at that. It is. I loved the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I loved the visual. You know, the the art was amazing. I don't know if it was... It wasn't Claymation. It kind of looked a little bit. Looks like it. Yeah, it has that look. Yeah. Um, I got completely lost in the storyline, mm. you know. And and let me be completely candid. I put the movie on. I had a busy day. I forget what day of the week it was. And I had, like, stuff to do. But I was like, well, I'm going to put the movie on and watch the beginning so that I get a sense, you know. So I can fake it. So I can fake it or get a sense of the movie or, you know, have fun with David and, yeah. you know, know just enough to make it seem like I watched it, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then trick them and say, oh, I didn't, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And so I got myself a cup of coffee. I started it in theater five and I never left the theater. Wow. Not even for another cup of coffee. 
I, I left for another cup of coffee. Okay, all right. Let's, yeah. let's be real here. I was trying to be dramatic, yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to be like... Well, I think it's, it's we need to be truthful <laughs> about... Since when? Since when? We need to be truthful. <laughs> all of a sudden... People come here for honest <laughs> reporting. All of a sudden, we have integrity. <laughs> <laughs> integrity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it was great, right? Yes. Yes, I thought that it was uh, like a new, new enough storyline for the turtles that it was interesting. I, I love that they got teenagers to voice them. Yes, and made them feel so much more authentic. Yes, especially the part where she's like. I, She's like, you want me to film you guys all the time? And then they start doing this stupid thing. And she's like, I don't think this is going to help your image. And they look at her, and then they just keep doing this stupid thing. They don't care. Like any yeah. good teenager. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And Jackie Chan was amazing as Splinter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the people's voices blended, like, right in, mm -hmm. too. So... I did pull out my phone a couple times during the movie because I was dying. I couldn't... Like, I could recognize voices, but I couldn't place them. Yeah. And I didn't know most of the cast. Mm. Some of it was, like, I know, the animation was so good. Like, when she's just, like, comically barfing continuously, yes. it was, yes. like, gross, but yes. still hilarious. Oh, it was great. It was great. Everything about it was perfect. I saw I saw with Diamond Eye Derek, and he's like, I almost threw up when Splinter and the, the, the one mutant started making out. Did you, <laughs> did you sit through the full credits and see the stingers at the end? I... Is there more than one? I think so. There's just one. What was the one that you're remembering? Where they go to they go to prom? Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they show the shredder. I guess that was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'm thinking of multiples because in that in that stinger they had like a few different they right. like caught up with a few different people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That this this movie was was really really good. And I they at the end I was like they're not really leaving it open for like typical turtle sequel right and then the stinger gave us that there's gonna be shredder and you know the bad guys gotta have a decent amount of ooze that they milked from them the yeah. milking joke right. was oh great oh my god does, does that machine say milker <laughs> <laughs> mega milker right, 2000 right. 2000 it was gold <laughs> i also loved the judicious pause for effect whoa the judicious use of um what do you call it? like live action? Like the oh, uh, like yeah. the, uh, the not the Top Gun, the Ferris Bueller yeah. parade. Oh, so when you go to high school, you can command a parade. And the cardboard cutouts of the Chris's. That's where I was getting at. Was all the Chris's and the talk of Chris Pine. Look at his eyebrow. <laughs> I'm the best Chris. Right. <laughs> that whole scene where the dad tried to you know do the pizza party because he's like. I know you guys need to be teenagers and you want to be friends. And I got, that's why I got Chris Pine. And like, <laughs> it was so touching. Like mm -hmm. it really had heart. And uh, yeah, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah. So good. Really. It was a lot of fun uh, as a classic TMNT fan. I, I like it. I went into it cause I'm not a turtles fan. Right. Like right, it right. wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Like I, I was never been really into it, but the girls, I, so they weren't into it. Well, they just weren't, you know, yeah. and, and um, yeah, I thought this was killer. Cool. So that's best movie we've ever seen. Best movie of all time. Best movie of all time. The Boat. The Boat. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So what are we doing next week? Uh, next week... Well, you know, I, I have to tell you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lost track of the Meg 2. Me too. Meg 2 already opened. Right. As you know. Yeah. But what's funny about it is I put tickets on sale for Turtles like many weeks ago. Right. I put tickets on sale for the Meg last week. Yeah. Like just in the nick of time. Meg outgrossed the Turtles. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Oh, going back to Turtles, this is something that I, I, I noticed because I was talking with Goonies Jason, Encyclopedia Brown about he was like it's not really performing as well as we thought i think because you you enjoyed this movie i enjoyed yeah. this and i don't know if you know this we're grown-ass men right right well you are yeah I don't know, i've got some hair on my chest right. one or two right but the audience that i saw it with was kids that were too young for this movie interesting so like we were talking i was like okay it's perfect for like nine ten and above 
most of the audience that I saw it with were like parents with like four or five year olds mm. and they lost interest. They were like hooting and hollering and climbing over stuff. We had mm. people, the people next to us like had to leave cause their kid was just so not like, Ugh. not like to, and, and we were all like, and I had you know, my friends who were parents who were with me were like, yeah, this is like, uh, I think that because of the animation style mm -hmm. that, and when it's advertised and stuff, I think that adults misconstrued how young the audience for this movie would be. I mean, it is for children, but how young you think they miss it's not Paw Patrol. You think they misconstrued that? Yeah. 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 You got a problem with the word I used? The misconstrued? Yeah. Yeah. No, did I, I did like I that say, word. That's a good word. Wrong? No, misconstrued. That's, Mis that's you don't want to some people would misconstrue what you said. <laughs> you know, but misconstrue is a whole it's a horse of a different color. I don't know. Misconclue is, is when people make mistakes playing board games. Misconclue. We dated in high school. Right. Miss Conclue. <laughs> <laughs> now she is Mrs. Conclue. Well, she didn't right. marry her brother. Well, you don't know <laughs> she, that. Maybe she kept her name. Yeah. That's true. I don't know she didn't marry. You're right. <laughs> I don't know that she didn't marry her brother. Don't act like you know, because you don't. Because we cut it off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, they the parents misconstrued the appropriate age right. range. Miss Conclue. <laughs> anyway, the parents misjudged the age bracket for Indeed, this movie, something and like I that. think that uh, that might be a common thing, at least until word of mouth gets around. Here's the other thing I was going to say: um, Turtles is doing great. Yeah, I think the only reason why Meg outgrossed it for us yesterday is because Meg is more of a Friday night thing. I think when we get the full, you and I are recording this right now on Saturday. Oh, good point. When Turtles has the benefit of a full Saturday of matinees and all blah blah blah, mm -hmm. I think it wins. Hmm, interesting. All right, so uh, next week, Meg two, or is there something else coming up? There's not. I mean, there's the last, the voyage of the last Demeter. I'd rather watch the Meg two. I mean, honestly, I forgot the Meg two was coming out last week, mm -hmm. but I it's actually something I very much want to see. Okay, well then let's do it. You saw the first one, right? I did. I think only because of you. Yeah. Well, now it's time. To watch the second one. Yeah. It's, what's the, the line? Same fish, bigger chum or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. They dropped the P off of Jason Thaisman. Jason Spaceman. I'm sorry. Spaceman. Who now? Spaceman. Spaceman. Who's laughing now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's got the, who's misconstrued what? <laughs> misconstrued that name. Yes. It should say chump. But they left the P off the end. If I was in charge of making a poster that had Jason Statham on it, it would have Jason the word. Statham. It would have the word chump. And then at the bottom in small print. Can you believe he snubbed me <laughs> for some women? Right. What a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk move. Doesn't jerk. he know who I am? A jerky <laughs> jerk. Quotation marks. Pen catcher for the pencil podcast. Right. <laughs> All right, we got some good listeners' notes, feedback, questions. So next week, Meg 2. Meg 2, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Listeners' notes, questions, answers, feedback, comments. solicited, unsolicited comments, and yeah. otherwise. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready for this? I guess. You're always like, everyone doesn't like me. I'm Pen. What was me? Whoa, 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 what? whoa. Cry baby, cry baby. Everyone's <laughs> always attacking me. Well, everyone's I don't believe I've ever said that. I, everyone's favorite sister came hard. Yes, she did. For me. This was one of the best comments we've had I in know. years. Suddenly, right. all these people are your best friends. Right. All of a sudden, I'm like <laughs> cool with the listener feedback. Right, right, <laughs> right. Why don't, you, why don't you head this off, Captain Crunch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in and said, is it true? <laughs> and then I think what she meant to say was, say it ain't so. Because it had that vibe, yeah. You know, it had that yeah. like, like someone who has been deeply disappointed by their hero. Right. This is the vibe of the email. And it was it was like spelt wrong and everything because you could tell right. she was struggling right. to like the tears, the tears, the right. circuit board right. or her keyboard was shorting right. out, right? Yeah. Right, because she was clearly Crying. devastated. Yeah, 
def- what is life? Right, exactly. Yeah. Questioning her very existence yeah, I is thought the, I knew. That's the vibe. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's favorite sister wrote in and wrote, Is it true? David, and I think in this case she's referring to you. Not the not the uh Michelangelo's. Well, well, not not like the all-purpose no. universal version of right. like all of the Davids right. that <laughs> no, exist out right. there. When we like God, when right. we say, it's like right. yeah, it's just like you know. I think this one's a little more specific. Not the Trinity of Davids. I think this was specific to you, yeah. David. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So That's everyone's favorite sister wrote in and said, "Is it true, David thinks Goonies?" Pause for dramatic effect. Mm. David thinks Goonies is one of the worst movies. Goonies? How? How is that possible? I don't know how to process this information. As kids these days would say, I just can't. And that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Take uh, care re- and party I on. I got retire. <laughs> put me in my place. I do not like Goonies. And it fits into... <laughs> I love that you don't like Goonies. It fits into the bracket of movies of an era that I just don't get or enjoy. Or like Ferris Bueller. Like, I just don't get, you know? I'm not saying Goonies is the greatest movie of all time, even though Goonies, uh, Goonies Jason does. Right. But I I like it. I loved it. I thought it it's, was like, it's a fun movie. I don't understand how you can dislike it. I can understand that if you watched it as a child, you could get attached to it and relate to it or whatever. Right. And I understand that there's a lot of nostalgia because of that. It's where, you know, Goonies Jason gets a lot of his, everyone's favorite sister who, uh, is of an age that is maybe more or less than mine. We, we, won't we say, may never know. We will never know. There's no way there, to calculate yeah, that. There's, there's clearly no way to calculate <laughs> right. that, but she quite possibly could have had a similar type mm. of an ex- experience. But for me as a sickly young kid who just didn't yeah. relate, I just, I just did missed it. I missed all of these movies. Like the eighties, yeah, passed me by, and I didn't experience. Them you saw the, the Warriors. Well, I mean, you have to see the classics, right? <laughs> you have to <laughs> see I, the classics. I also don't like the Warriors, <laughs> so to, to fill you in, it, it, it's, so it's, it's kind of a universal dislike of this era of of film. I just don't connect to it, and um, you know, whatever. And, and when I watched Goonies as an adult, it was so loud and abrasive. It was like it was horrible. It was horrible. It was one of the, like I. It was, yeah. I would have stopped watching it had I not been trapped, trapped, Pen, at the Pennsylvania drive-in where I would have had to have turned my lights on and ruined the movie for everyone to pull away. <laughs> you watched it at the drive-in. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, by the way, before we continue with this note from everyone's favorite sister, mm. you reminded me of something. Oh, my goodness. We at Penn Cinema in Lititz, yeah. we actually did turn down the IMAX. The volume? Yeah. Really? We got so many consistent complaints. Interesting. For which movie? Oppenheimer. Really? Like we literally had people like, like where you, like you always get like a handful, like somebody, you know, and they don't really realize what they're signing up for, Mm. you know, and they go into IMAX and they're like, it's so loud. And IMAX is supposed to be loud. I mean, that's one of the things that's one of their calling cards, but we started getting um, pretty consistent feedback and from some of our regulars. You know, some, you know, and, and, um, interesting. We did sort of check it out and we lowered it three clicks. Wow. And since we lowered it, we haven't had any complaints. Interesting. Yeah. So that was, uh, it was a good example of when we always appreciate hearing from customers, even when it's something that you're complaining about. Are you going to remember to crank it back up in the next movie? No, I'm going to leave it where it is. Nice. Yeah. I think it was, I think the system, because as we looked into it, um, we sort of realized that there was, other complaints that maybe we weren't taking seriously because they were, the attendance wasn't as strong, you know, Mm. so it didn't sort of hit the tipping point, you know, to sort of trigger a reaction. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting to share with everybody. It's still like, don't get me wrong. You go see Oppenheimer and IMAX, that's still a loud movie, Yeah, you know, but it's, it just, the system, you know, and I don't know if something changed, you know, we, we have IMAX technicians from time to time that come in and do, you know, routine maintenance and routine, you know, program work on it and uh, huh. pre- preventative maintenance is the word they use. Right. Um, 
maybe somebody recalibrated the sound differently and you know, all of a sudden it was too loud. So anyway, wow. everyone's favorite sister went on yeah. after condemning David's awful taste in movies. Some of the best. She went on <laughs> to say, also thanks to Frodo for the glowing review of Nimona. I had to check it out. This perfect movie and man, I was not disappointed. I'm sorry, I, I wrote that. I read that sentence wrong. She said, "Thanks to Frodo for the glowing review of Nimona. I had to check out this perfect movie, and man, was I not disappointed! It was fantastic. The animation was beautiful, more art than animation. There was one moment in the movie that just made me lose it. No spoilers here, but it's something that everyone goes through, and it leaves a mark. Just when I recovered from that, there was another moment that again brought out the tears. That's not to say this is a tearjerker." The vast majority of the movie is a lighthearted romp with plenty of laugh-out-loud moments. Definitely a movie I want to watch over and over. Greatest movie I've ever seen. Wow. You would agree with that, right? Stark. This is the greatest movie I've ever seen? Yeah. I did see it. I'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. Black Bumper Becky. Mm, an she oldie, might, but a goodie. An oldie. She's a faithful listener. She is. Through the years. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And she writes in, mm. and she says, "This isn't for David or Penn. If oh, you're, if you're David or Penn, no, keep keep going." What do we have? A communal email box now? Yeah, apparently, this was it. So, I'm going to say this, but I want to hear or acknowledge. Okay, the words. I will choose to neither listen. Right? Yeah. She says, "Fellow audience members, in this year of union strikes for appropriate pay, do we want to collectively demand a pay raise for the abacus?" He deserves all the money. So the money that the podcast makes. Right. Should that we pay the advocates clearly. Right. We should up his pay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as I know that you're a math major. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, not anymore, but I was when I graduated from right. college. After you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, I'm going to major in math. degree in, not math. I got a degree in calculus. Oh, just yes. But yeah. then you would be familiar with this abstract concept. Yes. That, uh, mul the multiplication of anything mm -hmm. by zero is subsequently zero. Mm. So if we were to double, triple, triple the abacus's pay. Yes. Wait, hang on. Let me calculate that to, out. You, want, you need some. Okay. Oh, he's doing. No, you need to carry the carry, R. Carry the R. Yeah. Okay. Uh, divide by pi. Oh, oh, shoot. Keep up the paper. Too many calculations. Well, we'll figure it out yeah, later. We will, we'll we get will. back to the abacus with I, the full totals. I think her point is very well taken, yeah. and we'll present it to the board for further review. Right, yeah. We'll yeah. see where it goes. All right. Yeah. Then we heard from one Marley the Bear. Marley Madison, I mean, Marley Bear wrote in, and you left out the best part of her whole email. What was that? Do you dearest? remember? Yes. <laughs> she addresses the email, my dearests. <laughs> my dearests. And she goes on to say, I cannot believe you think the difference between the 1980s and the 1950s is more substantial. Okay. Let's give some backstory. To this. Okay. We were talking about, I wowed you. Oh, did you ever? Yeah, you were like. That's that's actually a recording of of Penn, right? Uh, in the moment when I told him the right. distance between the '80s and the '50s from Back to the Future is the right. same as now to the '90s, right? So if they were to make the movie now, it would take place in the '90s. But you you were only making the point mathematically. Uh, I think I we also were like socially. That's yeah, yeah, okay, crazy. yeah, 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 okay. To think about. So you were comparing the difference between... Because a couple young yeah. bucks like us, right. thinking back to when we were younger, right. even younger still. Even younger? Yeah, which is crazy, because how do you get in the negatives? Right, I don't, I know. don't know. Yeah, and we're like, that's that was like yesterday, Yeah. and I remember I hadn't even hit my prime. Right. And then here we are today. We were still carrying a briefcase. Still waiting to hit our prime. Right. <laughs> and, right. and they're already going back to that. Yeah. It's wild. That's 
That's crazy. Time. Would you support a Back to the Future movie that takes place in the 1990s and the 2020s? I would 100% not support that. I would support it wholeheartedly. Would you? A, I like would a, support it. A blanket it, a, remake? A blanket remake with a totally different cast. Like, I'm not asking Michael J. Fox. I'm not asking anybody. I'm saying the same movie with a total remake. Where he I would, on his mom. I would 100% support it. I think that would be really interesting because, yeah. you know, the difference. I think every 30 years there should be a contract that they have to recreate <laughs> word for word, basically. Right. The, just update the time and some of the yeah. aesthetics and they have to remake the original Back to the Future. I think it would be great. Yeah. All right. So anyway. That's the backstory. That's the backstory back on the note. So Marley writes in and says, my dearests, I cannot believe that you think the difference between the 1980s and the 1950s is more substantial than the difference between today and the 1990s. Anyone in the 1980s could go live in the 1950s and be fine. There is literally nothing that was around in the 1980s that wasn't also there in the 1950s, except you guys. <laughs> <laughs> think about <laughs> think about what we have today that wasn't around in the 1990s. Literally everything. Well, I'll go on to say except for us. Except for us. Right. We're pretty young. Yeah. I was here in the 90s. Just barely. Yeah. You were, right? Yeah. All right. So what do you make of this, David? I think spoken like one of those darn tootin' younger generationers. The rapscallions. Rapscallions that think this is their world <laughs> and they're not right. thankful for the roads that we paid for them <laughs> to get there. They don't understand how good it was. Right. And or could be. Right. What? Uh, or something. <laughs> where, where are you going with this? Maybe she should just get off our lawn. <laughs> 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 Excuse me while I shake my fist at this cloud. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my God. That was great. Yeah. So thanks, Marley, for pointing out that we are ancient relics of an ancient time. Right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, oh, when? Why? No, where? What? Well, let me. We know where. Why? It was the IMAX. It was the what? Yeah. It had us. Yeah. Oh, when writes in and he says, yo, you had that other guy write in. I think it was Nick Landis. Yeah, who, by the way, yeah. saw Oppenheimer at King of Prussia. Right. Did not see it at Penn Cinema. Right. He said, let me land this film in King of Prussia. Yeah. And who did he see there? Well, he, he wrote in and said he saw somebody in a Penn Cinema t-shirt. Right. Who could it be? And right. they high-fived. They did a handshake. Yeah. They were hugging. Yeah. They were, like, crying together. Right. They shared a big thing of popcorn. Yep. I remember. I wasn't there, but, but I remember. But we had no idea who the guy was, yeah, really. the who Penn was Cinema person? person. And then we come to find out it was Owen. Owen. He was the big IMAX viewer at the King of Prussia 70 millimeter filming, or not filming, uh, presentation, presentation of uh, Oppenheimer. What a guy going out of his way. His pinky was so far out, it did a full 360. It looks normal, right? But it, it's it's all, it's all the it's way the around. Way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you wouldn't know unless you know, right? Yeah, right. So cool, cool. All right, let's get on to what are you doing? What are you watching? What's going on? Oh, well, first off, if you want to be like these great people, yeah, and write into the show. Best right. way to do that: podcast at pensima right. Our new email: podcast yeah. at pensima And by the way, Owen was not the only PC staffer. What at King of Prussia? We had a few a, a few of our team. Big film buffs, Whoa. you know, went to see it, and I, I, I don't get it myself, but buff in film, buff in life. That's yeah. what we say, right? Good for them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, podcast at pensinema.com. Right. What are you doing? What are you watching? What's going on with you outside of the theater? I have big news. Movies and other ways. I have big news. The biggest news? Well, no, 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 bigger. Whoa! It's big, bigger, bigger biggest. Than, this is bigger. Bigger. Bigger As than the nineties would call extreme. Right. Right. <laughs> I started a new book, and it's not about triathlon <gasps> or any sports. Okay. It's called American Prometheus. Really? Do you know what that book's about? No. This is the book that Oppenheimer was based on. Really? Yes. And yours truly, I read the, the foreword. 
What? I read the prologue, and I read chapter one. No. Okay, hold on. No, it's okay. true. What we're going to do right now, Yeah. right now, yep. is I'm going to set up a random automated text, right? <laughs> and we're going to see if I guess the exact moment you stop reading the book. Oh, okay. I can't... <laughs> it's right now. It's right now. Okay. Uh, I as 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 mentioned on this show. Yeah. I loved that movie. I was fascinated by the whole storyline, everything about it. Yeah. So I saw in the closing credits something that oh, I yeah, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. did not know, which is that the movie was based on that book. Mm. So and um, you know the book was based on a real story. Well, we don't know that yet. I'm only in chapter one. <laughs> so I. Went on Amazon, bought the book, and um, started it and really enjoying it. I also finished uh, Crowded Room with Amanda Seyfried oh, and yeah, yeah. Tom Holland. Um, it started better than it finished. Oh, I'll just say that. Okay. It started right. really fascinating and interesting, and then it ended kind of weak. Have you watched that Silo show yet? Mm-mm. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. That's Apple show, right? We played The Little Mermaid mm. for my little cousins, my little nieces and nephews. Yeah. Out in the backyard. In the back. Oh, in your yep. backyard. Yep. We called it the Little Mermaid dive-in movie. I uh, uh, get it. Right? Yeah. Now watch Little Mermaid. The new one. Okay. We paid twenty bucks <gasps> to buy it from Apple. Gasp. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I also watched a movie called The Wife, which came out. I want to say like 2013, 2017, okay. something like that, with Glenn Close and that other guy. Oh yeah, the other guy. Yeah. Turns yeah. out that other guy is Jonathan Pierce, uh, who like he's one of those. I had to look up. When I was doing the show notes, I had to look up who he is. But he's the kind of guy, like, you see him, and you're like, oh, that guy. But you don't, you have no idea what his name is. Right, right. The movie was intense. It was. I watched it on TV, obviously, and it was like, um, Glenn Close is amazing. I mean, she's just so good. It's about a guy who gets a Nobel Prize for literature. But his whole entire life, his wife has been doing all the writing, and he takes all the credit. Oh, wow. And then while he's accepting the prize is when everything comes to a head. And then I won't tell you how the movie ends, but it was a very, it was a satisfying ending. Wow. It was great. Um, and then also I've been rewatching the movie so long and we saw it yeah. and, and I think we both loved it, but I've been watching in bits and pieces, um, Margot Robbie in Babylon Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I, I, this will can, this will for a long time be one of the most surprising flops that I, when people ask me about flops, like I stand by the fact, I stand by my opinion that this movie was incredible and I don't know why it didn't do business. I'm pretty sure I disagreed with that. Yeah. So just goes to show whose opinion was more viable. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Me this week, look, I I didn't get to comment on last week. Secret Invasion ended and boy, Mm. did it end a lot of people's love with the MCU. Oh. Yeah, it was not. Uh, wow, it was quite a disappointment. Boy, the MCU striking Disney in general, striking out left yeah. and right. It was. It was. It's one of those. It's. I think it's going to be a final blow for a lot of people. A lot of people were invested, and they're like, "Let's see what happens." And then it just did not provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Strange New Worlds, my dude. Mm-hmm. Pew pew. Uh, every time I talk to you about this, let me tell you this week. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> They had an anomaly that made the, everyone turn into a, a musical. And so they had to try and make the universe not a universe that everything was a musical. <laughs> and it was great because you got all these straight-laced characters who are singing about why they don't understand why they're singing. Right. I mean, I loved it. So Strange New Worlds, they got one more episode this season. It's amazing. I love that it. That sounds brilliant. It was I so good. I really want to see that episode. It was, it was so good. Uh, and then I watched Nimona. Pneumonia? Pneumonia. I watched Pneumonia, the movie that we've been... Yeah. Previously commented on. I'm going to say... Uh-oh. I probably should watch it again. Because it was one of those movies I watched when I had insomnia. And I was like, I need something to watch. Like, I, Because I had reached a point where it was like, you know, shit or get off the pot. And I was like, well, I'm just apparently going to be up for the rest of the night. Yeah. Like it's, if I go to sleep, it'll be worse than if I stayed up. Yeah. So I decided I'll put this movie on. And mm. I fell asleep for about 15 minutes. I know mm. that I fell asleep for 15 minutes. I thought it was it was good. I didn't get the 
great out of it, and the animation bothered me mm. a little bit. Now, the animation of the main two characters is fantastic, but everything else, I don't know. And I need to watch it again, because I, I get where people were saying it was heartfelt, and I think I just wasn't in the right place to be receptive yeah. for it. Um, overall, I would say that I liked it, but I didn't come away from it thinking it was like best movie I've ever so seen. So this is the second movie in one week that puts you at odds with everyone's favorite sister. Yeah. Why do you hate her? No, well, it's 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 a deep <laughs> seated thing that I can't get into in the time that we have a lot. Of. It's so deep. I see that. Yeah, no, it's it, like I want to like this movie, and I probably will give it another chance just because I want to like it so much. And I, I realize I can fully acknowledge that I should not have watched it at that time if mm -hmm. I really wanted to get the most out of it. But that said. I did watch Interstellar this week because I talked about it and then oh, I yeah. had to watch it. And That's it's a good movie. so good, yeah. even all these years later. Yeah. So, All right, well, next week we're going to be watching The Meg 2. Look, if you have any comments about this or anything that we said during the show, email us at our new po podcast email, podcast at pencinema.com. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Easy for me yeah. to stumble on. Yeah. But if you want to support the show... Mm. Pen, what's the number one way people can do that? Well, a lot of people misconstrue the appropriate way <laughs> to support the show. Yes. <laughs> and I think what what have you have you read about this? It's a new thing happening all over the place. Hmm. What people are doing is they are intentionally. I think actually you did this earlier in the show. Oh yeah, I did. I yeah. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. What people are doing is they are intentionally using wrong words. What? made up words they're mispronouncing words they're adding vowels that don't exist or putting consonants where there yeah. should be vowels i've never not done it without purpose right right yeah. they're putting continents where there should be vowels i mean all kinds of things are happening and then, yes and then what's happening is see you it, you just did it yeah you just did it. You drew attention, and you had to interrupt me and say continents. And then what I say is, oh. You said, let's not dis discuss my continents. No, then what I do is when you say, did you say continents? Didn't you mean to say consonants? And then I say, oh, it's this funny little thing they do on the Penn Cinema podcast. And then the person says, what? And then you say, oh, you don't listen to the Penn Cinema podcast? You should really listen to the Penn It's a, It's what it is, David. Mm. It's an icebreaker. And it's an opening, gives you an opening to support the show, to promote the show. So what you want to do is you want to be like, oh, well, a lot of times kids misconstrue, you know, the correct meaning of the Odyssey. And then somebody says, did you mean to say misconstrue? And then you say, oh, no, yes, I, I know the correct word, but I said it wrong because it's a funny little thing they do at the Penn Cinema podcast. You should listen to the show. Right. You should listen. Yeah. To, so you see what, I, you know, and it's, yeah. I appreciate you providing an example of that right. earlier. No problem. I do what I can for the sake of the show. <laughs> what you won't do for the show. <laughs> well, once again, for the Pension Podcast. <laughs> That's uh, it. That's it. Nothing else. David Holt. Ketchum. Take care. Potty on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.